This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Ruchem Abam, welcome everyone. Agun Erev Shabbos. Okay, we just uh, got back from Alaska. Maybe we'll talk about the halachos of being there for Shabbos uh, and what the implications are if there is a reason perhaps to keep two days of Shabbos there. Um, but I, that's the reason I came back for, for Shabbos because I wanted to avoid any possible uh, questions. But I want to share with you some original thoughts on Parshas Ekev. Parshas Ekev begins with the word Vihaya. Vihaya and it will be. And Chazal say in many places that Vihaya is a Lashon of Simcha. Ein Vihaya el Lashon Simcha. So it's interesting that this Parsha would begin with the word Vihaya, Lashon of Simcha. And it's not for uh, naught. It is, there's a very important reason why this parsha begins with the word Vihaya, which is a lashon of Simcha, because Parshas Ekev is the parsha of the week of Tuba'av. Tuba'av, we know, was, uh, the Gemara says, Lo hayo yamim tavim ketuba'av. So it's a week of great Simcha. It's also, um, it's the parsha of the first full week after Tishabav. So it's always a week of Simcha, and therefore the parsha begins, Vihaya, which Chazal says is always a lashon of Simcha. Now, the Pasuk says, Vihaya Mekev Tishma'an. And it will be if you listen to the mitzvahs. What does the word Ekev mean? Rashi says these are the mitzvahs that people trample on. In other words, these are the fine details of the mitzvahs. There are many people who observe the mitzvahs in general, but when it comes to being punctilious about the fine details, so that sometimes people are lax in. So the, the Torah is reminding us, the Haya Ekev Tishman. We have to be careful even in the mitzvahs that are. We have to be careful even in the mitzvahs, uh, the the fine details of the mitzvahs. But then the pasuk says, Ve'ahavta. Excuse me, Ve'ahevacha. It says, Va'ahevacha. And I will love you. And this is very interesting to me. Because we don't find elsewhere where the Rebbe Shalom says, Okay, you do the mitzvahs, I will love you. But here in reference to Parshas Ekev, the Rebbe Shalom says, If you're careful in the details of the mitzvah, And I will love you. And that's like in any relationship between people. Love is always engendered through the fine, through the details. If uh, love is engendered when the person not only does something in general, but is careful even about the details, that's um, is something that en- engenders love. Okay. Now this is an interesting idea. We know that when we say Berches HaMazayin, we thank Hashem not only for the food, but we will, we thank Hashem for all the things that make the Jewish people unique. We thank Him for the Torah, We thank Him for Bris Mila, We thank Him, the Hashem, for Eretz Yisrael. Why do we thank Hashem for all of these things? We just ate a sandwich. Why does that warrant thanking Hashem for Bris, for Torah, for Eretz Yisrael? So I always thought to say that before the Torah says, you will eat, you will be satiated, you will bless, 
It says, Baruch Tiyamikal Ha'amim. You are blessed from all the nations. Meaning, Hashem says, Baruch Tiyamikal Ha'amim. You are the most blessed of all nations. Therefore, Therefore, you should bless God. Which indicates that Berchus HaMazen is not just for the food, but it's for all of the unique benefits that Hashem blesses Klal Yisrael. So Hashem blesses us, we are responsible and kind to bless Hashem back. And I always thought to say that's the reason why in Berchus HaMazen we thank Hashem not only for the food, but for bris and for taira and for... Eretz Yisrael, because what we're doing is Hashem blessed us from all the nations, therefore we bless Him back. And this is really clearly enunciated in the Zemer Yom Zemachubad. We say, And then we say, Because He blessed you from all nations. So, here it's enunciated clearly that the reason why uh, we bless Hashem is not just for the for the food, but because He blessed us from all nations. Now, uh, the pasuk says, "Parikhas pasuk dalid, v'raglecha loy Your feet did not swell. Rashi says, "Like those who walk barefoot." So it seems to indicate it that when we went through the midbar, our feet did not swell like those who wear, who walk barefoot, which seems to imply Klal Yisrael walked barefoot in the midbar. The question is: at the end of Kisavai, we find that Hashem says, "Your shoes did not wear out." That implies they wore shoes; they didn't walk barefoot. So, did. One place in Torah says their feet didn't swell like those who walked barefoot, and one place it says that their shoes didn't wear out. So we can explain as follows: the forty years of Bnei Yisrael were in the Midbar. The Gemara Ma'ikatan says that we were excommunicated from God, and one of the halachas of the excommunication is you're not allowed to wear shoes. But there's another halacha. That when someone who's excommunicated is traveling, he's allowed to wear shoes. So then everything is beautiful. When Kal Yisrael walked in the Midbar, then we wore shoes, and our shoes did not wear out. However, when we got to the Machana, and then we walked barefoot, regarding that it says, our feet did not swell. Okay. Next beautiful idea. Rashi says that the final 40 days on Harsinai were complete on Yom Kippur. On that day, Hashem was Nisratza to Klal Yisrael B'Simcha, as opposed to the first 40 days, meaning the middle 40 days, Hashem was Nisratza, but it wasn't B'Simcha. So, we could say that um, we could say that the reason why the Yamtif of Sukkis is Man Simchasenu is because since Hakadosh Baruch Hu was appeased and was Nisratza to Archatayim, Besimcha, 
So therefore, in response to that, Sukkot is Zman Simcha Seinu. Meaning the first 40 days, Hashem was not Nisratza B'Simcha. Only the final 40 days, Hashem was Nisratza B'Simcha. Now interestingly, it says in Parag Yud, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Vayoymer Hashem Eilai. Rashi explains, even though you turned away from me, and you made a mistake with the Egal, nevertheless, even though you made a big toss, Moshe Tazkal Yisrael, Hashem still told me, lead the people. By the way, in the next Pasuk, um, by the Vayoymer Hashem Eilai is a Lashon of Chavivos. Vayoymer Hashem Eilai, we know that that indicates that Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, Panim El Panim. Furthermore, Rashi says on the next Pasuk, that even though you did all of these Chatoim, his mercy is still upon you, and He still loves you. And after everything that you sinned against Him, all He asks you um, all He asks you is to fear Him. And furthermore, uh, so, so let's point out the following uh, very beautiful Ha'ara. So Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Klal Yisrael, you should know that after you sinned with the Egel, Hashem still, He did not destroy you, and His Chavivus is still upon you, and His Reos is still with you, and therefore all God asks of, of you is Kiyim Liyira. And this is a very important principle. The principle is There's a very difficult pasuk. It says, God, you forgive so that we should fear you. And the question is, God forgives so that we should fear Him? Just the opposite. If He wouldn't forgive us, then it would be much, He would be much more awesome, much more frightening. The fact that He's lenient with us and He forgives us, is that a reason why we should fear Him? Just the opposite. If He would not forgive, if He not oto- if he, if he would not atone, then we would certainly fear him. No, but the answer is, says the Akedas Yitzchak. If when a person sinned, there would be absolute, immediate, devastating retribution, no one would be able to fear Hashem. Because we would be so incapacitated, demoralized, that there would be no way for us to accept upon ourselves the fear of God. It would be, we would have to block it out of our minds. What allows us to fear Hashem is the fact that He forgives us. With you is atonement, so that we should fear you. And this is what we see over here. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Kal Yisrael, Look, after you sinned with the Egel, still, Hashem still loves you. He tolerated it. Therefore, God could ask you to fear Him. Meaning, the, the request to fear Hashem is only in response to and only as a result of and is only spawned by the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgives us. And finally, um, okay, two more offerings. By the way, another interesting ha'ara is that after Hashem says, after Moshe tells Kal Yisrael that Hashem forgave you for the Egel, 
Hashem says, you know what I ask of you? I ask you to perform the mitzvahs, which indicates after all the chatam we did, Hashem still loves us that He wants the mitzvahs from us. He still wants our mitzvahs. Now, here's something interesting. On the Pasuk in the Kriya Shema, Va'avaratem Mehera, Rashi says you'll be destroyed from the land, meaning above and beyond any other affliction, I will exile you from the land because the land caused you to sin. The reason why when Kalisrol sins, we're exiled from the land, it's not, not just punishment, it's reality. It says, um, says Rashi, Rashi implies that the fact that Hashem uh, banishes us from the land is because the land causes us to sin. What does that mean? How does Eretz Yisrael cause us to sin? Eretz Yisrael causes us to sin? Hashem says, I'm exiling you from the land because the land causes you to sin. This seems to indicate an idea presented by Chassam Soifer that Eretz Yisrael, while it adds Kedusha to those who perform mitzvahs, it also adds Tumah to those who violate the will of Hashem. That Eretz Yisrael just heightens the direction that a person's already on. And that's what we see in Rashi. Rashi is saying, I have to exile you from the land that's causing you to sin. Rashi is saying Eretz Yisrael is causing the Jewish people to sin. One final idea. We know that there are two comments of the Gemara regarding following the ways of Hashem. One is, Mahu racham racham. Just like God is merciful, He's compassionate, He has certain midos, we should follow suit. And then there's a mitzvah of V'halachta bedrachav. Just like He is goyim achasadim, you should be goyim achasadim. Just like He is koyver mesim, you should be koyver mesim. Just like He is mevaker choylem, you should... And Rashi combines the two. Rashi says, Just like he is Racham, you should be Racham. And just like he is Goymal Chasadim, you should be Goymal Chasadim. Usually we say there, there are two different elements of emulating Hashem. There's emulating Hashem in the Midah. He's compassionate, He's merciful. And in the act. And both are needed. It's important to engender rachmanos and compassion and consideration. But that's not enough. You have to actually help people. Even if what's in your heart is uh, not so sympathetic. So there's the maisa and there's the thought. And he, Rashi, interestingly here on the Pasuk of al combines both. That just like Hashem is Rachum, Hashem is the Midah of Rachmanos, you should. And just like Hashem is doing the Mice of Goyma Chasadim, so should you. Okay, these are the uh, original insights on Parsha Seikev. I want to show with you a few imponderables. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.